Chigoe, an only podcast series focusing on current matters in the Mi'kmaq community. Gwe, Akjalasi, Delawisi Sean Doak. Hello and welcome. My name is Sean Doak. I'm a proud member of the Lennox Island First Nation and communications officer with Ulnwe. Welcome to Jigoe. I'm your host, and today I am pleased to be joined by Elder Doreen Jenkins from Abigwit First Nation. Uh, welcome, Doreen, and thank you very much for your time today. I've been looking forward to this conversation. Thank you, Sean, for being here. Your words are going to reach many people and do wonderful things. Thank you. Thank you, Doreen. We're going to be discussing culture and traditions. We'll touch on the importance of Mauiomis. Um, and so th- with the first question, I'd like to open it up, uh, Doreen, is what does it mean to you to be Mi'kmaq? It's different stages of what it meant as a young child and living on the reserve. Uh, being Mi'kmaq meant that you couldn't walk around people and, and uh, say what you wanted to say, do what you wanted to do. You had to be very careful not to offend anybody because uh, just in the presence of a uh, uh, the word was used then an Indian person it was it was uh, almost like vulgar to them so it was savage it meant so many different things to so many different people but none of them were very good mm. you know so in and uh, I thought that I was a bad person just because I was who I was I didn't know the difference and uh, you're always trying to be you're a bad person trying to be good mm. not a good person trying to be nice if just you just had to focus on that one direction mm. and in that direction allowed me to uh, walk with my head down be afraid not to speak to to people and stick very close by my family when I was traveling like to say to Summerside I'm from originally from Lennox Island I was born there mm-hmm. uh, to uh, Bertha Lebob and, and Arthur Francis and and so I guess in that way um, I didn't have any other recollection of what it was to be other than who I am as a child you know mm-hmm. Indian was Indian mm-hmm. and what about now what do, what do you feel it means to be Mi'kmaq now I will never walk with my head in shame again I walked that through my younger years, and when I realized through all of my travel through life, um, I did. I held different positions in, in, in outside of our native culture. I sat on the uh, board of hairdressers. Um, uh, I was um, on the examining board. I, I did so. Uh, many different things and as you get older you know uh, things get foggy Mm. and your recollection isn't as wonderful as what you'd want it to be (laughs) and you know what 70 is 70 no matter which way you paint it (laughs) so (laughs) so yes but I I did I was thinking of that the other day of just how much things I've accomplished you were speaking about Mauiomis in some cultural uh, campaign videos that uh, were produced through Olnaway and I just wonder, why do you think Mauiomis are so important? I mean, I know it's it's a it's a huge cultural event, and and it kind of to me when I think about a Mauiomi, it's like at the heart of a culture, like being able to gather. And so, 
for many years, my grandmother told me there was no Maui Omis, there was no drum on Lennox, there was no medicines, there was nothing. I guess my question is, why do you think Maui Omis are, are so important? Okay, now just stepping back just one bit for, we did always have medicines. We did always have medicines, but... For, for a time where they not allowed, even though... We, we always had it, my, my great-grandmother, which is uh, Mrs. Lemuel LeBeau, mm -hmm. she, uh, she was a medicine woman, and we went collecting medicines with her. It was what the other people didn't see. Uh -huh. We always had ways of healing. We always knew that if you were feeling bad in your belly, you'd go pick some few little leaves there, and, and you munch on them, and they're fine. Mm -hmm. Little tea berry leaves or whatever the, they were, you know. Um, we always, uh, we never stopped practicing our culture, uh, only we didn't make it known. Mm. And we only, like my mother was raised by her grandmother, so she in turn uh, would do this process. We'd do this, we'd, we'd, we'd be picking berries and we'd pick other things when we're picking berries to know that. So that nobody ever bothered us and we never, and you never would answer any questions to anybody else because of the fear mm. of being found out that we were using our own medicines and things like we kept everything pretty hush. Each family kept their their goings on to themselves <laughs> just because of that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we did. And and um, I I think that and in, in in that as you say retrospect, we didn't ever leave it alone. We knew we made our own poultices when we were injured or whatever and, and whatever the situation might be. You know, embracing culture is, is a powerful thing. Um, and, and I feel like more recently I've seen a lot of people embracing their culture, other cultures. So it seems to me, and maybe I've got this wrong because I haven't been alive very long, <laughs> but there is a sort of cultural resurgence, you know, there, there is like this kind of taking back, like this reclaiming culture, you know, people, and I, I see it like in the communities, like when I, when I look, um, people are stepping into their culture, you know, and, and trying to get back, you know, those things or hold on to traditions and pass those on. Um, do you feel like that that's happening too? Well, because of my past experiences and, and, and the the home that I grew up in and everything, and I can, I'm I'm thinking about what you had just said and about what the the cultural thing. When you're older, as you get older, mm -hmm. and you begin to gain strength, you begin to really. I still say because I accepted that I would turn back to my creator, right to the grassroots, and just say, "This here I stand, here I ask for your help, here to guide me. That allows me to be strong enough to stand up. I, I was so always, I grew up in so much fear because of the situation that uh, my child life was. But unfortunately, and I hope, I hope every child now that we uh, interact with start their spiritual growth young, so they grow with it, so they can present it even to more people. But when we have this, at my age, I'm not afraid anymore. Mm -hmm. And I'm not afraid to speak to you. I'm not afraid to tell anybody what I have to say, as long 
as they know that my words are important to me and when I say them, I hope that they pass them on to the word, take what they want and take, leave the rest. Don't be angry with what I say. Don't misinterpret anything, but to know that you can strengthen a child as much as you can because that's what they, that's what they have. That's what they have. It's why we, that's why we become elders mm -hmm. and to teach our grandchildren, teach our great-grandchildren, to make them strong, mm -hmm. to make them know that they're all beautiful little souls. They all have the power to do what they want to do. I want to ask you, too, what, what kind of gives you hope? Are there things that give you hope, you know, for our Mi'kmaq culture, for for the future of it? The kids now, I just I just love these kids. They're just so, you go you go to a power, they're all everywhere. The powwows are just so happy with kids. And, and in my own family, I have a grandson that's a wonderful speed skater mm -hmm. and he looks forward to doing that and I've got a granddaughter she's a goalie and, and she plays lots for lots of teams doing her thing because she's a really good goalie and I've got uh, other grandchildren that are, are successful successful fishing people and uh, yeah they're all they're all really they're so lucky. They're so fortunate to have wonderful parents, and mm -hmm. you know, uh, and, uh, my my granddaughter, I got an older granddaughter. She's she's so smart, and she's not afraid of anything. And I I, I always hope that when when she and I were around together growing up, that I have. And I have little contribution in her being the strong woman that she is because she is a strong woman. She's. Uh, I have no doubt. Yeah, I have no doubt you played she's a part. <laughs> yeah, no, all of our, our kids, like, are, we're very, very lucky. You know, it's just. And do you see them embracing parts of the Mi'kmaq culture oh, as well? Oh, yes. They're all, my, my kids are all, yeah, they're, they're immersed in the culture for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they've. they've um, Always had strong connections. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's so important, and so important to have, like you mentioned, like you know, like the, those strong, healthy kind of supports and a and a, and a base. Um, it sounds like they're they're growing up, and they're going to be you know strong leaders in their own strong, right. Strong, but you know what? When you talk to these kids, like uh, uh, these women, these young women, they speak to you with a lot of kindness and the same with my sons they speak to you with a lot of kindness they don't stand there and and try to ridicule anybody you know they look at the accomplishments and you can see the same behavior in the children you know uh when they talk about their their peers in, in their whatever sports they're in they speak of them as hi well this one's going to be really good and that one's yeah. and you know that doesn't come from being ridiculed that comes from being confident, and this is what we have to do for our kids, to give them as much confidence as we can. And, you know, there's some kids, my joy was seeing them dance, like they're dancing and they're laughing, they're having fun. It's just their spirit just unleashes and just lets go and just, we had our living nativity and the drumming group, Julie's drumming group, over to drum one night at the Living Nativity. Oh, that's can you talk about that too? It's a. It's a I, I will, but yeah. I have to tell you about okay. these kids. You know, uh, we have a, a a big like a big huge oversized manger kind of thing, and then we have another singing 
box big uh, it holds uh, it holds 30 40 people i guess oh, in, wow. in the road yeah huh. and, and we had julie's drumming group there and uh we wrote there with her and stuff and these little kids had their their regalia on and they were dancing and they just couldn't contain themselves. They couldn't just dance in that little area. They'd go right all the way around. They were dancing <laughs> around the back part of this this uh, big uh, little area where we use for our mu- music area. And uh, no, like they just loved it. They just, the steps that they were doing, like they were just doing their own thing. And all of a sudden they're all coming together and you were seeing them all interacting, they're dancing. It was really, really, really beautiful. That would be uh, a wonderful sight. And that was the first time I had ever had the drumming group there. And, and, and I was asking my husband there, because he's the one that, that's his, that's his baby every year, right. the Living Nativity, for three days. Yeah. And uh, I said, this year, I said, I'm going to invite that group in. I said, because I really want a taste of my culture there this year. As well. So I always, because I never, he was always doing, he started it up and I helped him with organization of it. But he was so excited about having something his own. And I always have something my own. So I I didn't begrudge that. I just let him go for it. And what do you hope to see for the future of uh, Mi'kmaq culture and traditions? What do you you think uh, it will look like maybe? I really feel in the, whatever we, Whatever we've accomplished so far, I feel that you will see our communities very strong. You'll see everything that we choose for our First Nations children, our First Nations people, will be all regulated by our First Nations Mm. people. I think we will see that the children and the programs that they have, the education that they choose they want, Mm and and I say choose that they want, not being led into saying, yeah, well, you should be this or you should be that, mm-hmm. because we always let the child be who they feel they need to be, mm-hmm. because that's really important. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that it's gonna make a difference because out of all of what's happening in this world, I can say for us that we still have kept a strong I guess, affection for being uh, kind and wanting to spread tradition and wanting to take people in and show them that this is what we are, this is who we are. And when it shows in our Mawiomis, when people, whether you're indigenous or whether you're not, you're gonna sit down at our table and you're gonna eat. You're gonna go into our circles, you can dance with us. You can be a part of this. And I think that that's, that's, a, that's only going to get stronger because our children, that's the way we're teaching them now. We're teaching them that this is where the way that we are. This is who we are. And this is what you can do to make it happen. And, and they are going to make it happen because they don't have any drawbacks from what we had with residential schools or inferiority complexes or lack of education or anything. They're all, all of our children are becoming... There's there's doctors now. There's well, you know, in your family, you've got a a, a cousin that's a judge, I think. Yes, Kathy. Uh, Kathy yes. Benton is a judge. Yes, and, and so that's a big deal. She's what what the first native one called to bench in Nova Scotia. Yes. So there you go. Like we don't 
stand in line second to none. We don't have to even have a lineup because we are who we are. And, and we can go forward with that. We can go forward with as far as we choose to go. And it is our decision, nobody else's. And we have to allow our children to know that, that whatever they choose is their decision, not ours. We're only there to support and guide mm-hmm. and love. It's beautiful, self-determination. I want to say thank you, Bilal and Doreen, uh, for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for being here. I just want to also say, uh, Will Alioke, uh, thank you to all those who are listening, and uh, stay tuned for our next episode from Sitnogama, All My Relations. To find out more about Ulnui and the Mi'kmaq rights reconciliation process, visit ulnui.ca.